Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Build Young, Grow Wealthy podcast. My name is Walida Sheree. Today, we have a very special guest with us today who has been on the show before, and his name is Joseph, and he's going to talk to us about real estate investing. Without further ado, let's get into this. Thank you for being on the show today. I am really excited that you're here. I have actually been interested in getting started with real estate investing myself, and I'm sure there's other people out there that also wants to get started with real estate investing. So can you tell us what is the first thing that we would need to do in order to get started with real estate investing? I would say the first thing to do to get started in real estate investing is to look for a mentor. Uh, Find somebody that's maybe local. You can go to the local meetup, attend events. It's not going to be an easy task finding a mentor that's worth your time or one that actually knows because, you know, there's random people out there. They might say, hey, I just made 15000 or 10000 my very first deal. And I mean, they're, they're just not going to be good mentors because that's luck. You want someone who's been doing it consistently at least for two years because they've had enough time in the business, you know, just the ups and downs of it. They've had those moments where they felt like quitting. They've had those moments where they blew through all their money and had to go and hustle and try to get some more of it back. Of course, real estate. So what I'm hearing is that whenever we get started with real estate investing, we need to first find groups or a mentor to help us to kind of navigate through the process. But be careful who we ask, because if they just got started, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're that they're an expert. It just means maybe they got luck. We should find people with a track record of making deals so that way they can actually tell us the steps on how they actually made the deals, correct? Correct. You will find that there's a lot of fly-by-the-night people in the real estate industry where they made $10,000 one time off a wholesale deal maybe, and then they never make another deal again. Or they might get two, three more deals and then they just never make another deal again because they don't know the steps to how they even got the deal in the first place. And they haven't built the systems to consistently get those deals. So now that we have a mentor or we're a part of a group such as a meetup group, what would be the next step that we would need to take in order to get started with real estate investing? Action. I mean, you can't be afraid. You you literally have to learn from that mentor. So, of course, when you meet that mentor, they're going to have certain requirements. I mean, for example, when I met a, a mentor, I ended up. Me and a business partner of mine at the time, we ended up working for him practically for free. And we used to literally go find water for him. Uh, He didn't want plastic bottled water, so we had to go find the glass bottled waters. Uh, Pretty much anything that he wanted, we had to go try to figure out how to find it for him to teach us real estate. That's one way to do it. If you don't like that route, a much simpler way is to just apply for a company that sells real estate. Um, apply for them their wholesale for example if it's a wholesale company you can go work for them uh, learn the way they do it learn the way they run their systems learn how to run the actual business itself and then you just go from there and you know maybe you could just quit after a few few months and then you just go and uh, do your own thing start your own business so you mean to tell me I can go get trained at a real estate company and work for them for a little bit and then I can just leave or do you they have clauses where if I leave, I can't be a competitor against them. They do have clauses where it might be the first year and some companies, even the first three years, you're not allowed to be in competition with them. So 
it's wise to have stacked your money while you work there. Like go there with the mission of I'm about to close as many deals as possible with these people. And plus automatically know they're not going to teach you every single thing about how they run their operation. If you go in for dispositions, which is selling the properties, you're going to only learn dispositions, which is selling the properties. You're going to be proficient in that. So you need to know, learn how to take that and turn that into a business model, which is plausible. I mean, you can definitely do that. There's people out there that's making $60,000 a month just wholesaling other people's deals that they meet off of the internet because they have a huge buyers list that they've built. So we could work for a company, learn as much as we can, and then we can quit the company and try to start our own business. But we may run into an issue where we have to wait one to three years until we can actually run our own business. So what do we do in that meantime while we're waiting? Well, in the meantime, you don't start a business, essentially. What you would do is you would just wholesale yourself individually. And until the time is up, after that one to three years is up, then you can actually set up your, your business and you can start turning into an actual business, hiring people, getting people on board to work with you, and you can just blow it up from there. So you don't actually have to have a business like a LLC or something like that in order to wholesale? No, you don't. So the way it works is if you, you would just get taxed off your personal income, but that's kind of the thing you do. I mean, if you're making X number of money and you set the money up properly, then you can withstand the tax, the taxes on it, on what you pay. Okay, so can you tell us how you got started in real estate investing? What sparked you to want to do real estate investing versus just becoming like a realtor? So when I looked at the options of becoming a realtor or becoming a real estate investor, I noticed that realtors, they tend to have to dress up all the time, put a nice little suit and tie on to meet with their clients, drive them around day after day. The person still might not even buy a house. And if you're a female, you come across people who will try to have you be their quote unquote realtor just because of how you look. In reality, they're just trying to get a date. So um, it can be a being a realtor in a sense can be a bit of a waste of time towards some people. So I chose being an investor because also, if we're being honest, investors make more money. I mean, realtors, they do well for themselves. Yes. But they make 3%. So if they make 3% off a property that may sell for $50,000, they're not going to make as much as, let's say myself, if I sell that same property, I could potentially make 10000 on that same property, whereas they're probably going to make $12,50. So plus they have a higher board of people they have to answer to. So they have more regulation, they have more rules, and it's really not your own business per se when you're a realtor. As a real estate investor, you have a different set of rules, but you're not held to the same things as they're held to. So you have more freedom to do stuff. So what exactly do you do as a real estate investor as opposed to being a realtor then? Because you said a realtor, they have to basically do showings for houses and things like that. You're saying a real estate investor is different, but what makes you different outside of you getting paid more? As a real estate investor, you're actually doing the work. So you're going to buy the property and you're going to do the renovations for the property. Then you sell the property. And if you're a wholesaler, though, what you're doing is it's very it's very similar to what a realtor does, except you're getting the property under contract with the homeowner directly. And then you're turning around and you're selling it to an investor who's going to buy the property and fix it up. 
So you make the money, the the money in between. So you make the spread. So if you buy a property for one hundred and twenty thousand, and you sell it for one hundred and fifty, you just made thirty thousand. If a realtor was to do the same thing, they're not going to make thirty thousand. They're going to make three percent of one hundred and twenty thousand because they got it essentially under contract to sell for the one hundred and twenty with the seller. And in some cases, they're working with the buyer if they're a buyer's agent. So investors can afford to get paid more because they're putting in more work. And realtors, they get paid less. Not that they're not working as hard. They don't have as much risk because it seems like the investor has a lot of risk because you're buying a property, you have to repair it and rehabilitate it, and then you have to try to sell it. So is that why is that why there's a big difference between what a realtor is paid versus an investor? Is it because of the amount of risk that's involved? Yes, the risk is the reason why. It's definitely the reason why. Because when you're actually getting a property in the contract and then you're trying to wholesale it, it's a lot more riskier. You might be putting your earnest money up. You could lose earnest money. There's a number of things you can you can lose out on if you don't get that deal sold. Okay, so do you mind giving us some pros and cons of real estate investing? So the pros of real estate investing is you can get started with a thousand dollars so and that's if you're wholesaling you buy a couple systems you buy a list you begin cold calling within 30 to 90 days you can have your first deal if you're consistent and persistent the con to that is that 30 to 90 days can go by and you just do a thousand two thousand dollars down the drain that's why it's riskier because if you don't do the work in most cases the reason why people don't make money is because they don't do the work so what happens is it becomes wasteful at that point. Do you feel like in the climate that we're in today that it's worth being a real estate investor with houses being overvalued? I feel like it's still worth being a real estate investor. You just got to choose what part of real estate you want to be in. Do you want to flip houses? Do you want to wholesale? Do you want to do multifamily? Do you want to do storage units? Maybe. Do you want to do like real estate is very broad. There's a lot of um avenues you can go in to make money. Some do mobile homes. They buy mobile home parks. So it just all depends. There's creative financing. There's a number of different ways. You just got to figure out what avenue fits that particular market at that time. You might giving us some of your, I don't know, some gems from your experience with real estate investing that if you were talking to somebody face-to-face right now that's listening what would be something that you absolutely think, outside of what you've already told us, that you want to drive home that they need to know about real estate investing? So something that would be a very key gem for someone getting started, I would say when you get your first real estate deal, do not, and I repeat, do not spend all of that money on marketing. Immediately figure out what marketing stream you want to use and just maximize that. Choose one, two at the most. Cold calling will by far be one of the cheapest ways or SMS. Those two will be some of the cheapest ways. Uh, I know from experience because when I first got started, I ended up paying for a cold calling system, was cold calling, texting, doing RVMs, Wranglers voicemails, uh, had a website going like and just hemorrhaged money because the deal didn't come in fast enough to account for all the money I was spending on those systems. So it's better just to focus on one, keep it simple, keep it cheap until you've built up enough income, like enough money in the account 
and then you can start focusing on another stream once the first one is already there. So you just want to be consistent. Consistency is key in everything in life. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. So I think I have a grip on what real estate investing is. If it's something that I would like to do, if it's something that the people out there listening can do, I do think finding that mentor is going to be key because I'm pretty sure there's going to be times when we get stuck that if somebody who's done it already can just show us so that we're not constantly making the same mistake. Do you think that it's possible to do it though without having a mentor? Like are there courses or books or something that can get us started if we can't find a, a mentor right away? Yes, it is possible. You can look at books, you can listen to podcasts. Um, and just another uh, thing about the mentor I would recommend that if you're a male to look for a male mentor, if you're a female, look for a female mentor. Therefore, there's never anything bridged between the two. Um, and you know that you're getting the best focus. Uh, you know, it's someone that's going to, that's really trying to mentor you because they're trying to mentor you and they're not trying to get anything out of you and vice versa. Is there any final things that you would like to tell us to get us started? Because we're going to have him on a show once a month, guys, hopefully, <laughs> if he has the availability. So that's the goal is to have him on a show once a month. So if you have questions, always uh, let me know. You can email me at simple at com. You can also leave me a comment and I will let him know so that we can have it for the next show. But um, I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there anything else that you would like us to know for today on how to get started with real estate investing? Yes. Um, I would just say immediately buy a book on real estate investing and attend the meetups. Now, they will try to get you to buy their course. I promise they're going to try to get you to buy their course. You can learn it by reading a book and you can just talk to people and you can really learn it quickly if you just get around people that's actually doing it and have conversations with them. You'll start picking up on different words they use. They might say ARV, which is after repair value. They'll say NOI, uh, net operating income. They'll just say different things, cap rates. They'll speak on different things. You'll start picking up on the language and you'll immediately start being able to apply it. Thank you. Well, that is all for now, you guys. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the show. Leave us a comment and let us know what your aha moment was. If you care to make this channel grow, please share this episode with a friend. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.